Hey everyone, it's Simon here, and on behalf of Maria and I, I want to thank you for checking out our podcast. Well, it's a new year, 2022, and we've got lots of stuff ahead. I want to encourage you to check our website, especially our events page, because we have in-person events happening very soon, including our first ever in-person service in February. Check it out and join us if you can. We'd love to have you. But for now, let's get to the podcast. Over the first few weeks of 2022, we've been focusing on renewal, and we read from Mark chapter 2, where Jesus says this in verse 22, and no one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the wine would burst the wineskins, and the wine and the skins would both be lost. New wine calls for new wineskins, Jesus says. And we know that the new wine that Jesus was talking about was the new life and the new way of living for God that he was spearheading and he was bringing about. And Jesus is really speaking into the religious and just general culture of the time. And he's basically and prophetically saying, God is doing something new. I am that something new. And the way you're doing things right now, will not be able to contain it. Uh, Jesus was bringing about new spiritual life, and this could not be held in the religious Jewish frameworks that they had at the time. And their religious way of doing things was choking out that new life. And this is something I've been sensing in my heart, uh, and I wanted to focus on throughout January, was just this whole concept of having new wineskins in our life, being renewed, preparing ourselves for what God would want to do. Uh, Are we choking out new life, new things, new dreams with old frameworks and old forms? And there is no doubt in my mind that God is wanting to do new things in your life. I mean, we're a new church. (laughs) If that isn't evidence enough, uh, God is wanting to do new things in your life in 2022. But in order to receive those new things, often we have to be renewed, Uh, renewed in our thinking, renewed in our passion, renewed in our perspective. Uh, And I want to be someone who isn't like that old wineskin. You know, so many Christians are like that old wineskin, dry, inflexible, molded to the capacity of what it once held. Oh, this is the way we've always done things. This is the, this is the way, I, what I knew when I grew up. And we need God by his spirit to renew us and to make us f- refreshed and renewed again so we can hold something new for him. It says in Ephesians chapter four, verse 23, instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes, put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So renewing my thoughts, my attitudes. This is what we're talking about, being renewed. New wine calls for new wineskins. And thank God that he is a God of renewal and new things. He's not just, oh, been there, done that thousands and thousands of years ago. No, no. He wants to do new things. Amen. And renewal requires the putting off of some things and the putting on of new things. And a couple of weeks ago, uh, we had a bit of a break last week because Pastor David shared and encouraged us to be all in. But before that, uh, we were speaking about disappointment and discouragement and how we must surrender our disappointment and allow God to heal us. And so we don't live in discouragement because if we allow disappointment 
and discouragement to build up within our thoughts and attitudes, we can very quickly lose our ability to hope and believe God for something fresh and new. It's like the wind goes out of our sails, right? And have you ever been disappointed? Did 2021 disappoint you? Have you already encountered disappointment in 2022 with this whole COVID outbreak that we're facing? Well, Martin Luther King, it was Martin Luther King Day this past week, and uh, he said this amazing quote, we must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope. And if you missed any of these first two parts of this series, I encourage you to check out our YouTube, our podcast. It's all there and accessible to you. Don't miss it and continue on the journey with us. But today I want to not just focus on something we need to put off, but but something that fresh that we need to renew and put on ourselves. And I want to talk about worship. I want to talk about being in the presence of Jesus. Now, we know that worship is more than just the songs that we sing or, or the the. the a genre of music. Uh, worship is a lifestyle. Worship is a heart position. All creation worships God. It's a created position in many ways. Uh, if if we don't praise Him, though, even the rocks will cry out. It says in the in the Word. So so worship is the rightful position of the creation to the Creator. And and for myself, I was a worship pastor for eight years, but also. Um, have been part of worship ministry for decades. And I know that sometimes we can just narrow worship down into, uh, it's just songs. And that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a lifestyle of worship. But I also have found for myself that uh, when I engage in worship and keep my worship life hot for God, you know, uh, on fire for God, that, that, worship and adoration of him it renews me it, it it just to get back and to Jesus and worship him at his feet and a lot of the times that does involve singing sometimes it it just involves thanking him and and worshiping him from my heart but uh, to allow us to have gratitude and thanks and allow that to fill our thoughts and attitudes it renews us it really does. And it softens our hearts. It really does. You know, if you're feeling discouraged or feeling uh, annoyed or frustrated, I encourage you, once you sit down, grab a piece of paper and just start writing down the things that you're thankful to God for. And I guarantee you, by the end of that little process, you will have been renewed. You would have been changed because we can't focus on him and worship him and not be changed. Amen. Uh, So I want to read from John chapter 12, which is one of my favorite scriptures on worship, a great recount that shows us the heart of worship and also some of the things that get in the way of our worship of Jesus. So let's read John chapter 12, verse 1. Six days before the Passover celebration began, Jesus arrived in Bethany, the home of Lazarus, the man he had raised from the dead. A dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. Martha served, and Lazarus was among those who ate with him. Then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance. 
But Judas Iscariot, the disciple who would soon betray him, said, That perfume was worth a year's wages. It should have been sold and the money given to the poor. Not that he cared for the poor. He was a thief. And since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole some for himself. Now, let's break this down a bit. If you remember, last time we spoke uh, in this series, uh, we were speaking about that whole miracle of Lazarus being raised from the dead, how Jesus loved and heard and stayed. So this is very much the next, like literally the next chapter is this is what takes place is they're having a dinner in Jesus' honor. I don't know if that was because of Lazarus' resurrection, that miracle, I'm not sure, but it was a dinner in Jesus' honor. And and that, that was a massive miracle. Like Lazarus was dead for days, okay? So you could imagine there was... The, the awe of Jesus would have been like tangible, like, wow, who, who is this guy? He just raised someone from the dead. And there are four different people mentioned in this recount besides Jesus. And they are Martha, Lazarus, Mary, and Judas. But it's interesting to me because it's a dinner in Jesus' honor, but only one of them was truly honoring Jesus. And that was Mary. I'm going to talk a bit about that. And that was Mary anointing his feet and worshiping him. And it says the house was filled with the fragrance of that perfume that she anointed his feet with, that fragrance of worship. What fragrance is filling your life? Is it just complaining, annoyance, discouragement like we talked about? Or do we want to have lives that are filled with the fragrance of worship? Amen? So only one of the four mentioned truly honored Jesus at this dinner in Jesus' honor. And as we look at each of these four people, we learn uh, something about ourselves because we can all be like each of these four people from time to time. So let's look at them. And I believe as we look at them, we need to ask the question, am I one of these today? Am I like Martha? Am I like Lazarus? Am I like Judas, am I like Mary? Where am I at in my heart and in my life? So let's start with the first, and that is Martha. It mentions Martha there in verse 2. A dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. Martha served. Martha served. Now, Martha represents those of us who love to just stay busy and service and action focused. Uh, Martha represents how often our activity for God can distract us from just being with God. And this isn't the first time we read about this uh, trait in Martha's life. We read about it in Luke chapter 10, which is really, really interesting. We learn a little bit about Martha through the different accounts in the Gospels. Here's one in Luke 10, verse 38. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home, okay? So this was before the the resurrection of Lazarus, but it says here, her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. Tell her to come and help me, she says. I'm working my butt off here. I'm I'm preparing everything and she's just sitting at your feet. 
And there, Mary's just chilling out, just listening to what Jesus has to say. Uh, and how does Jesus respond to this? Well, it says in verse 41 of Luke 10, But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. You know, Martha had allowed her to-do list to distract her from the very presence of Jesus in her house. And let's not forget, Martha had invited Jesus over and said, hey, come to my house. I want to host you, right? So she might have been thinking she was doing the right thing. And you know, and I don't, I don't believe her motives were wrong, but the issue was not so much her motivation, but her priorities, okay? Her motivation was right, but her priorities were wrong. And the point here is we can't allow our doing for Jesus to supersede our being with him, our being with him, okay? If we don't have time in our life, time in our day, time in our week where we are being with Jesus, but we are doing all these things for Jesus, well, there's a bit of a lack of balance there that the Lord needs to correct in our lives. And I'm not just talking about doing ministry stuff. It says here Martha was just hosting someone at her house. You know, we can just get so busy in our lives, busy maintaining our house, busy at work, busy with the kids, busy with family, busy doing this, busy doing, busy with rat tests, busy with monitoring symptoms, busy, 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 busy. And we forget to just stop and sit. And let's make 2022 a year where we put sitting at the feet of Jesus at the top of our to-do list. That's what worship is all about. It's saying, Lord, I'm not just going to get busy doing stuff for you, but I want to get busy being with you, Jesus, being in your presence, being in your word, being around you, listening to what you're teaching, thanking you, worshiping you, adoring you at your feet. Amen. So Martha was busy. Are you like Martha? I think we can all be like Martha from time to time, all of us can be busy. Try church planning. Church planning can get pretty busy, I tell you. But we must remember to be at Jesus' feet. So Martha was busy. The second person we see in this John chapter 12 is Lazarus. Now Lazarus, it says there in verse 2, A dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. Martha served, and Lazarus was among those who ate with him. The English Standard Version says it this way, and Lazarus was one of those reclining with him at the table, just chilling, just relaxing. And I believe Lazarus represents uh, those of us that become too comfortable and familiar with the presence of Jesus. Uh, let's not forget that Lazarus had been dead for days Wrapped in grave clothes, the account tells us. If you remember last time, he comes out of the grave wrapped like a mummy, wrapped in grave clothes. This is the Lazarus. We're talking, and then next minute, he's just laying there, just chilling with Jesus, just thanking him. You think if anyone was going to be worshiping at Jesus' feet, it would be the guy who was raised from the dead. Like, literally, he's dead, and now he's just chilling. But isn't that just like all of us from time to time? We, if we're not careful, we can allow our familiarity 
with Jesus to cloud over our worshiper's heart, our worshiping heart. I don't want to become over familiar with him. It is a privilege to be in the presence of Jesus. It is a privilege. It is God's gracious gift to us to be able to walk with him day by day. You know, we live on this side of the cross where where Jesus is so accessible. We can pray to him. We don't have to go to a certain place. We don't have to talk through a priest. You know, if you read the Old Testament and how the presence of God was treated so holy, only certain people could enter at certain times. And if you treated it with too much uh, contempt or being too casual, you risk death. If you try to just go into the Holy of Holies in the temple of God, God would just smash you down, man, because his presence is holy. Yet many of us today can be just like Lazarus, reclining, chilling out, asking for a refill of our drink and missing out on who it is we are in the presence of. You're in the presence of Jesus right now. As we gather for online church, as you're listening to me speak, we're not just speaking through a a camera and and a microphone and having a chat and typing in the chat. No, no, we're in the presence of Jesus. Let's make 2022 a year where we don't allow ourselves to become too familiar and too comfortable with Jesus. It's like because Jesus is so accessible to us, if we're not careful, we can devalue him. And I don't want to devalue him. I I want to be so thankful. Thank you so much, Jesus, that you are in my life today. I worship you. I adore you. I don't want to be like Lazarus. Are you like Lazarus? We can all be like Lazarus sometimes. You know, Martha was busy. Lazarus was familiar. We can all be busy. We can all be familiar. And now let's skip Mary because we know we're going to finish off with her because she's the one who actually got things right here. But let's talk about Judas. Oh, Judas, look out. Are you Judas? Here we go. John chapter 12, verse 4, it says, But Judas Iscariot, the disciple who would soon betray him, said, That perfume, so this is just after Mary had poured perfume on Jesus' feet, That perfume was worth a year's wages. It should have been sold and the money given to the poor. Not that he cared for the poor. He was a thief, and since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole some for himself. Now, we all know where things ended up for Judas. He ended up betraying Jesus. He ended up committing suicide. This is He was a guy who had some serious issues, right? But it's clear in our limited kind of recounts of Judas and what we learn about him that he did have a huge issue with money, massive issue with money, and that's not... The, what I want to necessarily focus on, although that can be a huge issue with people coming to church and just the, or, and being part of church community and trying to worship Jesus, but being so distracted about money, money at home, money in church, money. It can be such a huge uh, snare in our life that can distract us, of course. But I think it's just so interesting to me that he was masking <laughs> his issue with money with like this moral high ground excuse. So uh, why waste all that perfume? We could have given it to the poor. He was essentially lying. He was putting up a facade. He didn't have any authenticity or honesty. He He wasn't being annoyed about the perfume because he cared about the poor. No, he was being annoyed about the perfume because He cared about money, (laughs) but he was making it look like he was a super spirit. Oh, 
I care about the poor. You don't care about the poor, Judas. You just care about the money that that perfume was worth. Now listen, worship before God must be authentic. You can't put on religious moral high ground facades before God. Oh, I care about this. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Worship before Jesus must be honest, must be authentic, not just posing, not just getting in in church and being able to do, look at me, I'm doing the washing machine while the songs are playing. I'm worshiping him. Look at how high I can lift my hands. Oh, look at, no, no, no. It's not about that. No, God looks at the heart. He knows your heart. He knows my heart. He knows when we're being authentic and he knows when we're posing. So let's just be honest with God. Man, where would we be without him? We'd be lost. We'd be doomed. We need him. We, so we bring our worship authentically to him. Judas's heart was revealed, right? And his mouth was just making excuses and, and putting up a show. Let's make 2022 a year where authenticity and honesty before Jesus is a top priority for us. Being honest, you know, Jesus would rather you worship him out of your brokenness than trying to look like you've got it all together. Trying to look like, oh yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Man, bring your tears to him. Bring your brokenness to him. You're not fooling him by looking really cool with, you know. You need to worship him out of your authenticity. So Martha was busy. (laughs) Have you ever been busy before? Lazarus was familiar. Have you ever been over familiar? We all have. Judas was faking it. Have you ever been a faker? I think we all have from time to time, of course. And then we come to kind of like the hero in this whole (laughs) account, and that is Mary. Beautiful Mary. It says in verse 2, a dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. Martha served, and Lazarus was among those who ate with him. Then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance. The house was filled with the fragrance. I love this. Only one of the four at the dinner in Jesus' honor, really honored him. Took the opportunity to worship him, to thank him, to anoint him, to say, thank you, Jesus, I love you. And that was Mary. You know, Mary wasn't gonna be caught being busy like Martha. She wasn't gonna be caught being familiar like Lazarus. She wasn't gonna be caught faking it like Judas. No, 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 no. She went right to his feet, just like she did in Luke chapter 10 when we read before, but in Luke chapter 10, she just sat and listened to Jesus. But this time, oh my goodness, she didn't just sit and listen. No, 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 no. She poured perfume on his feet. She wiped his feet with her hair, which culturally at the time, women didn't have their hair untied in the presence of a man. That was just culturally unconventional to do that, let alone undoing your hair and using it to touch a man's feet, like, what are you doing? Uh, But she wasn't concerned with cultural conventions, right? She wanted to just worship Jesus. She wanted to just be with him, be at his feet. She was focused not so much what the people around her would think. No, no, she was focused on who she was in the presence of. 
Jesus, the Son of God, who he had just raised uh, Lazarus from the dead and her. Like, imagine the response of worship. So let's make 2022 a year where Jesus is our focus. And I just think this scenario, this recount is such a, so applicable to our life today. In, in, in a pandemic, there's distractions everywhere. There's busyness everywhere. There's, there's, we can, we can just very easily fall into one of those categories of being like Martha or being like Lazarus or being like Judas. But no, I want to be like Mary. I want to worship Jesus. Do you want to worship him? Uh, Forget about the business. Forget about uh, the familiarity. Forget about trying to hold up a facade. No, 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 no. Let's worship him. Let's worship him. My last scripture as I close, it says in Romans 12, uh, verse 1, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. It says there, present your body. What does it mean by present your body? It means present your whole life from head to toe, inside and out, all of us. You know, God requires worship that is all in, all of us, everything that we are. And then it's interesting to me that, because uh, that's a very famous Bible verse, Romans 12, 1, about, you know, present your bodies as living sacrifices is your rightful worship before God. And then right after in verse 2, it begins to talk about renewal. So in many ways, that this process of renewal starts with worship. It starts with laying down our idols, laying down our busyness, laying down our familiarity, laying down our, our, our masks and our facades that we can so easily try to upkeep and look look good and look religious in front of people. No, no, lay it down and worship Jesus authentically. Put him at the forefront. Give him all that you are, amen? And we're gonna take some time in these next couple of minutes Normally for church, we, we, we kind of just close at the end. But no, no, I, I want to take some time to worship today. And we don't want to rush this, okay? And we've been using a lot of these worship songs. Maybe you're familiar with the worship songs we've been using over the last six, seven months. Well, there's a good side of that is that you might know the words and that's fantastic. But hey, let's not be like Lazarus and be over familiar. Let's not be like Martha and be busy. You might be running around chasing kids with a headphone in your ear right now. You might be... I know things can be chaotic in, a, in an online church, watching it at home kind of thing. But no, 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 no. Let, let, let's not be like Martha for the next moment. Let's not be like Judas and try and look cool and, you know, put up heaps of hearts in, in the chat. Look at me. I'm, I love church. Hands up emoji. No, no, no. We're not here to put on a show. We're here to worship Jesus. And can I encourage you for these next few moments, be like Mary. Give him all you are. What do you need to do to say, Jesus, I worship you today? And if you're watching today and you don't know him and you want to follow him, well, let us know. Head to our website. Maybe you want to know more about our church. Uh, Of course, get in contact with us. But for now, we're going to worship him and then we'll see you at our park lunch event or whatever else we're going to do if the weather doesn't hold up. But we're going to worship him for the next few moments. Let me pray. Lord, we thank you that we can be in your presence, Jesus. And we want to be like Mary. We want to be at your feet, 
worshiping you. And we pray for these next few moments that it would just, that, that, that I think about everybody who's watching today. Uh, they might be watching in their car or, or, or listening in their car or, or watching uh, at home. Lord, I pray that their houses and, and wherever the people are right now, that they would be filled with the fragrance of worship to you. We love you, Jesus. We worship you over these next few moments. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship.